Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. Happy Father's Day to you. So I, I, was, I was actually praying, ask God, should I speak on Father's Day about Father? What should I, what should I say? And then this theme came to my heart, a father after God's own heart. What does it mean? What does it mean? So I want to read a couple of passages for you. Um, I mean, this expression, as you know, it, it's, it's related to the King David, but I want to read some passages for you. Um, if, if you want to try to... to, to um, to catch up with me on this passage, but I'll give you, his first one is Proverbs 20 verse 7, and then we go to Deuteronomy, and then Proverbs again, and Proverbs again. Um, if you want to open your, your Bible in Proverbs 17, or actually, and then we'll, we'll, we'll start from 1706, and then we go on, you just flip the pages, you'll be able to read it. And then last, I'll read Deuteronomy. Thank you, my love. Thank you, Krisha. <clears throat> so, Proverbs 17, verse 6. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. Now, Proverbs 20, verse 7. Just flip the page. Um, you'll be there. 20 verse 7, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Isn't that a powerful word? Proverbs 23 verse 24. The father of a righteous son will rejoice greatly. And one who fathers a wise son will delight in him. But just to just to add in here, for you to have a righteous son or a wise son needs a righteous and a wise father to lead them to lead them through this path. Deuteronomy chapter six. Verse 6 to 9. It is a very well-known passage. It is a command from God to, to the Father, which he was, in these days, the main responsible person to lead children to know God and His precepts. He says... These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. That's from verse 9. 6 from 6 to 9. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, 
And when you get up, tie them as a symbol on your hands and buy them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Lord, we want to thank you for this day once again and for the fathers that you have placed in our lives. Although we know they are not perfect and they have tried their best in the way they could to raise us up. But I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, for those who are always disappointed with the fathers they have or they had here on earth, I pray that you bring healing this morning into their hearts, in Jesus' name. And let your words speak to us, I pray. Amen. I know it is um, very controversial for some people. When you talk about God as Father, some people have difficulties in, in or oh, difficulty in in contemplate or to see God as Father because their Father are not the Father they could compare with God. I've heard of abusive fathers. I've heard about neglecting fathers. I heard about those fathers who don't really care about their children at all. All they care is about themselves and what they are searching in life. As I have shared with you many times, I grew up without my dad at home. My mom was 25 years old, have already four children, and my father left her, I was 18 months old. My mom, my mom went through a horrible time because the lady he left her for was just living on the other side of the street and she would see him there. I've always been ill when I was young. I wasn't very well uh, health-wise. And then she would ask some people to go and call him and they would say he was not there. And I have a picture in my mind that um, see my father on a horse arguing with my mum and my mum crying. I was just holding her um, leg and saying, Mum, why are you crying? I have this picture in my memory when I was very little. I don't know what the conversation was, but I know it wasn't good. I can realize that it wasn't good. Anyway, I always, when the Father's Day would come at school and I see all these children bringing um, nice poem and paintings and gifts to their fathers, I didn't have a father to do any of those to him. I grew up with that eagerness to have somebody like Daddy or to call Daddy at least. And you know, he was never present in my life. And I grew up to somehow not to like him very much. Because 
relationship, you develop your relationship with somebody, especially with your, 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 your parents and your father, you create bonds and that bond is there. But I was wondering, I said to the Lord, when I, when I really understood what it was, when I became a Christian, I was 17 years old, although I grew up in a, in a, in a Christian home, I have that feeling against my dad. Because I know he left my mom. He never gave us one cent to help my mom. She was always struggled. We went through difficult times at home with us, like no food in the house. But uh, although my mom, in her frailty, she always had the Lord as her support and, and source of strength. And she taught us the way of the Lord. And also she told us that we should be forgiven towards our dad. At the end of the day, she would say, well, he's your father, no matter what. But then when I became a Christian, I opened my heart. And one of the first things the Lord spoke to me was said, you need to forgive your father. And then I managed to do so when I met with him. I said, dad, I forgive you. He was shocked. He probably didn't know why I was forgiving him. I said, because I felt abandoned by you. You try all these excuses. And, oh, your mom, well, it doesn't matter. He doesn't, there's no excuse for what you've done. But I just say, I love you. I love you. But what it is, when I, when I got married, I started to think about how what kind of father would I become? You know, because when you, when, you grow, when you get married, when you become a father or a mother, you haven't made any six weeks, six weeks course or three months course how to become a perfect mother or a perfect father. Right? So then, because everyone is different. Every children you have, they are different from each other. You can have twins. I was, I was uh, at a, a Irene house last Sunday and she has a friend. Um, and then I was, I was talking to her. I forgot her name. Valerie, yes, Valerie. And I was speaking to Valerie. She, ha she has a, uh, twin daughters. She has daughter twins. And I asked, are they different, aren't they? So they are completely different. It can be brought up in the same house but have a completely different, same upbringing but completely different outcome. Or their personality are individual. But what we do, personality is one thing, character is another. Because it's our responsibility as parents, not only as a father, to influence our children to be uh, children of good character. They may not um, observe the way of the Lord when they start to grow up and start to be lured by the world and, the, and the, the peer pressure is too much, but there is a character in them. And there is something that called the Word of God that never fails and never comes to God void until we can accomplish or finish the work that was purposed to do. And those who, which your children are not with the Lord right now, let me tell you, 
just continue to pray. God will bring them back. Sooner or later, they will not be able to resist the word of the Spirit of God. Because the seed of God is right there in their hearts. But today I want to share with you about a a special kind of father. A father after God's own heart. You may not see yourself to be that kind of father, but I hope you do. By the grace of God. Because what takes is all grace. If you look at King David where this expression uh, is described. You know that this phrase was used to describe King David in the Bible. And sig- signifies a man who seeks to align his heart, actions and priorities with the heart of God. And I tell you God is not uh, unaware or, or, or he, 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 you know. He's, he's not just, or he's not turning his back to what was happening around the world or in your life particularly. And he will honor your obedience. He will honor your love for him. It's not a uh, um, um, currency to, to buy God's favor. There is nothing that you can get from God buying or by buying. All we get from God is by grace, which is a, a, a favor that you and I don't deserve. But it, it is a high calling and it is an aspiration for every man to become a father or to be a father. I didn't have a course and then I asked, Lord, how am I going to become a father after your own heart? I don't have a good model. All the men in my family, I tell you, they are terrible fathers. I have no one to look up to. And then I had this feeling, Lord, I want to be a father. I don't want to be a father like my dad. But one day God opened my eyes and, and ministered to my heart, said, He didn't call me not to be a father on the opposite of my dad. I said, I called you to be a father according to my plan, according to my model. So my motivation shifted from becoming a father, not to be a father like my dad, but to become a father as God wants me to become a father. And one of the things that I've learned as growing up as a father, because I grew up as well, was to be truthful to my kids. Never lie to my kids and never break a promise. And they know very well that I have, oh, I always keep my word. And that's just a small sample that I could tell them, listen, this is just me. I may, I may mistake sometimes or, or, or or when I used to come home, and uh, especially when, when Bella, uh, we were living in Chalfon, St. Peter, I remember she used to get up in the morning, she would put the TV on and watch Teletubbies, whatever it was at the time. But then she would say, Daddy, would you bring me a uh, Kinder Egg? When I would tell her, I said, I'll think about it, she would not expect it to get one. Or she may. Or she could get one. That's for her and Anna as well at the time. See? 
But if I told her, I, yes, I'll, I'll bring you one, I promise I'll bring you one, she could be sure that she would get a kinder egg. But with the day-to-day things of church, you know, I was very busy at church and coming to church back, and then suddenly I would come home late and I forgot about the kinder egg. When I was late, sometimes I was laying on my bed. I said, I said, Regina, I forgot to, to buy Bella the Kinder Egg. I would get up, put my clothes on, go to the next petrol station, buy a Kinder Egg and bring it back. Because I knew on that morning she would be expecting that I would fulfill my word. And next morning, with their one or two Kinder Egg hanging on TV, one for each, for Bella and Anna. Because one of the things that I want to teach them, that God is a God who always keep his word. He will always be faithful to you no matter what. And that gives them confidence of who God is. Although in my limitation as a father, I just wanted to be a father as God wants me to be. And I, 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 I made many mistakes with them. But I, God always worked in my heart. I, many times I have come to them. I said, I'm really sorry the way I act towards you or the way I've disciplined you. There was no intention in my heart to, no, to, to misjudge or, 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 or to be unfair in treating one or other or the other. One thing I will always do, and I have allowed my children to argue with each other. I did. Because they I want to teach them how to behave and how to resolve their problems. But I would never allow the argument to pass the threshold of disrespect. To each other. You have the right to argue with each other. And present your case to each other. Until you either convince that you are right or wrong. Or be humble enough to say. I'm, I'm sorry I was wrong. You're right. And they have never ever physically. Fight. Never in my house. None of the girls. They never ever physically. Fight each other. But I have allowed them. until If I would listen to. The words that was becoming a little bit offense, I would, I would say, <clears throat> excuse me. And then silence would come into the room and I would sit down and say, now you tell me what's going on and then we'll, I'll be the judge of this thing now. But being a father after God's own heart means that a man recognizes that his role as a father is not just about earthly responsibilities, but it is also a spiritual calling. And many parents just don't want to bother, just don't want to spend time with their children, praying with them, praying for them. It is an acknowledgement that God has entrusted him or the father with the precious gift of children. And he bears the responsibility of raising them in a way that honors and reflects the character of God. I said Earlier today, the way the people are there is one thing, but the character is another thing that you help to build the character. You help to shape the character of a child. 
I said, I said last time, children don't learn by concept, they learn by example. A father after God's own heart understands the importance of cultivating a personal relationship with God. He recognizes that his own spiritual journey and growth have a direct impact on the spiritual well-being of their children. He prioritizes spending time in prayer, studying the word of God and seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit. When the time comes when the children don't know what to do, what even to become, uh, professionally speaking, you sit down with them. You don't tell them what they should do. Oh, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to become a doctor, you're going to become this. No, you will become what God has planned you for to become. And then you help them to discover that plan. Because they have not yet, maybe not yet matured at the point to know what they want to be or they want to become professionally. So don't rush into things. Oh, you need to make up your mind. The schools are very demanding. Yeah, the school are very demanding. But in the house is where people should find a safe a harbor. Where they will rest in a hammock of peace in a home while the dad is sitting down or the mom says, listen, how do you feel? And, and what do you think about these things? What is in your mind? They not become because they saw so, oh, my friend or my father's, uh, uh, the, the, my friend's father, he's these and he's very successful, made a lot of money. But one of the, the things the least I've seen around these days is the parents to um, encourage their children to become ministers of the word. Oh, because this world is, 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 is very expensive, so everybody in the house has to work. What about you praying for your children to become what God wants them to become? And if they say, Lord, I want to be a minister, pastor, or missionary, why don't you encourage them and support them that way? Also, the father, by nurturing his own relationship with God, he sets an example for his children to follow and invite them into a deeper understanding of their own faith. This kind of father understands the power of love and grace. He loves his children unconditionally, just as God loves us. Even when your children do something that you don't like, you don't stop loving them, do you? You may be upset at them at the time, but you still love them to bits, and you do anything for them. I don't do everything, especially those things that uh, will harm them or will not help them to become the people that they need to become in their character. And this Father, He extends grace and forgiveness, recognizing that we all make mistakes and all need a second chance. He models forgiveness and reconciliation, teaching his students the importance of relationship and the value of treating others with kindness and compassion. That's how Jesus set his example when he shows us what kind of relationship we should have with our fathers, showing how perfect his father was and how beautiful his plan was. Even though seemingly or, or apparently was, was ending to death, death on the cross, but he knew that his father had the power to raise him from the dead through the Holy Spirit of God.
Now sometimes we look, we think, we may think that uh, God is punishing us for something. No, God has the best for you and I. Because He is the perfect Father. But what is our relationship with our earthly Father like? But what is our relationship with our heavenly Father like? Is any similarity there? With no fear, no respect, or you despise because you don't have a good model, but look at the perfect Father. Because the Father, after God's own heart, He models forgiveness and reconciliation. A Father, after God's own heart, is intentional about teaching His children about God's way. He recognized that his role as a spiritual leader in the family involves imparting biblical truth and principles into his children's life so then can help to build their character. He engages in conversation about faith, answering their questions and, and guiding them in the spiritual journey. How many times our children came home from school asking questions about what they heard at school? And how many times the children, my children have stood up for their faith because they believed in God, but also they believed what we taught them is the truth. Thank God it is the truth, which is the word of God. Furthermore, Father, after God's own heart, strives to live a life of integrity and righteousness. When, when this, this passage from, from the Deuteronomy that we just read, it says it has to be a sign in the hands and the forehead. What does it mean? You can see your hands all the time, right? So your hands is the dealing with other people. When you deal with people, you use your hands. When you deal with your business, you use your hands. Everything you do, every dealings you do, you use your hands. So that means every relation, that means a relationship with somebody else. So your, you know, in Psalm says, we're going to present a holy hands, right? And, and that means in our relationship with God, has to, uh, has to be reflected in the way we deal with men. Now in the forehead it is that everybody that will look at you will see the sign of the word of God and everything you say, because that's your mind, and everything you think will eventually comes to be, because everything you think that's what you're going to do, and everything you think that's what you become, and then your style of life, the way you act with people, I said, if you can't leave your phone open, fathers, if you can't leave your phone open unlocked and your wife can, cannot access it, and I'm afraid there is a problem there. That means you're hiding something. What is there? What is there that somebody else can't see? If you're, if my, as a Christian, if I am a, 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 I have an open, I should be an open book for everyone to read. Everyone to look at my forehead should read what is here. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. It is the model that I follow. A father after God's own heart, as I said, strives to live a life of integrity and righteousness. 
He understands the influence of his action in his children and seeks to model a godly character in all areas of their lives. He teaches his children the value of honesty, humility, and integrity. His words align with his actions and he takes responsibility for his mistakes. Demonstrating humility and the willingness to learn and grow. If your children do not understand humility, you have failed. This kind of a father also embraces the responsibility of discipling his children in love. That's the first discipleship starts at home. Just as God disciplines those who love, the father after God's own heart recognizes the importance of setting boundaries, correcting behaviors, and guiding his students on the path of righteousness. A father who is never there for the children will miss the biggest and the most important moments of their lives. His discipline is not fueled by anger or control, but is rooted in love and and a desire to see his children grow and, and thrive and become what God have planned for them to be. Lastly, a father after God's own heart, understands the significance of leaving a legacy. What legacy can I leave to my children? I don't have a million pounds to leave you, my darling. I'm really sorry for that bit, but I left you my faith and my trust in God. I left you the testimony of my life, devotion to Christ, me and my wife, for them to follow and say, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. I say that with humility because it's by the grace of God, but also say with boldness and with authority to tell you and to teach you and to help you to help your children. You may don't like the way I walk, the way I talk, that's fine. But if you need some advice, if you need some counseling, how to handle your children, come we have a chat. You may, my, how do you call it, not temperament, as it is my personality, yeah, thank you, I forgot this word. My personality is not really the personality that you, you know, like to be around all the time, but I tell you, I've been through things that God has spoken to us regarding family and children. I have had, we have had the opportunity of earning a lot of money. But we said no to those temptations because we didn't want our children to be raised by our grandparents or a nanny. We want to bring them ourselves, bring up themselves, no, uh, themselves in a way that they would love the Lord and would never come to church as an obligation, but they would love the Lord because they know we do love the Lord. A father after God's own heart 
he realized that his time with his children is precious and is limited. And he invests it wisely. He intentionally creates memories, engages in meaningful conversation, and imparts wisdom and, and life lessons. Have I lost my temper? Yes. I lost my temper. My wife says, normally, when you, when you light a bomb, um, you have a, uh, how do you call it, uh, a, a fuse, yeah, a fuse. You light that fuse. Some people have very short fuse. My wife used to say, I have no fuse. <laughs> but, however, she says, how can you, knowing that you have no fuse, how can you control yourself so much? It's by the grace of God. If we don't allow God to control us, I, blow, I would blow up every time. I would explode every time. I would have hurt so many people. I tell you one horrible episode in my life. I'm ashamed of this, but I'm going to tell you. One day I came home. My sister separated from his from her husband, which was a womanizer. It was really, really hurting her somehow. Um, anyway, she already had a daughter, a small daughter, and she came to live nearby. So we were living together um, in the same house because she needed to separate from him. And one day he came to visit his, his daughter. Came home to see an ugly picture. He, the, she was holding his arm. And then he was, somehow he left and then he raised his hand to, to slap her. As soon as I opened the door, As soon as I opened the door, I saw that scene. I lost. My bomb exploded. As I said, no fuse. I had something on my hand. I throw, I throw it on, on the sofa and I run after him. I grabbed him. I started to punch him. And then I was so furious. And then he ran through the kitchen. And I was leaving. We were living in a terrace house. At the back, there was a two meters wall. And the, and the space outside wasn't that big. It was probably about four by, by six or something like that. And then I passed through the kitchen and I grabbed a knife. He saw that knife in my hand. When he saw the knife, he jumped two meters like an Olympic jumper. Yeah. Because all he heard was this, the, the knife... Uh, going through the wall. And then I, when I turned around to run after him, my, my sister grabbed me and said, what are you doing? And then suddenly, God did speak to me. What are you doing? I have not created for such things. And then I come down and I ask God to forgive me straight away and then I asked him to forgive me too I don't know if he believed me but he came back into the house and he slept that night I don't know if he slept at all but uh, but he slept but, uh, 
I saw the potential harm that we can be when we are not controlled by the Spirit of God. We were in Portugal. I was in Algarve. Arrived from the UK, and my my we were living uh, in in Cascais at the time, next to Lisbon. And Ana Luisa was at school, and then suddenly somebody went and kidnapped uh, Ana Luisa from school. Just took her away from school. Adriana got there; she was nowhere to be found. I was in the Algarve, and God knows exactly where you should be in in, in some some situations like that. At the end of the day, we called the police because it was just after Rim and Madeleine have disappeared. It was just sooner, uh, not too far from that time. We were just concerned. And then my wife went to call the police. And then the police came. And we finally, um, the little boy said, no, my mom took her. Your mom. And then we, we, we got the phone. Adriana called. And there was a man on the other phone. And she, she panicked. said, well, do you have a, a girl like this? Yeah, she's here with us. We are in this store cafe. Well, the, make the long story short, the lady wanted to to say that the school wasn't safe and they want to do something against the the the, the headmaster for vengeance. And they they got Anna. Anna, she was there waiting for her mom. She was crying because it was a presentation and her mom was not there yet. And then and when she saw her crying, said, "They'll come and I'll give her water. Just walk out of the school like that." And the way the guy spoke to Adriana, what, what, what were you when your children were in school? And then if I was there, I'm afraid the bomb may explode. You see, God knows exactly who you are. He deals with you. But when it comes to your children, sometimes you do, uh, you may have exploded with them with no reason whatsoever. Or with reason, you have all the, 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 the rights to, to explode, but when you show love. However, love must be tough, right? But must be love. You may do the discipline correctly, may the children don't understand how you're doing, why you're doing, but eventually they will, because the discipline with love will work towards the rehabilitation and, and the correction of the heart. But when you explode, even if you're right, the devil will work rebellion in the hearts of the children. And God has always spoke that to me. When you do discipline your children, you make sure that you do not do out of rage. Because the devil will take the rage, but God will take the love. Alright? So we don't give the devil a ride on our rage. We just do it in love. Although your decisions or your discipline must be the way it should be and has to be done in prayer, and also in wisdom, wisely. God will honor you. God will honor your discipline because you don't out of love and moisture and, and watered with your tears. You know, um, a father after God's own heart, he equips his children with the tool they need to navigate the world with faith, resilience, and purpose, especially in a world like ours, where you have the, the world on the palm of your hand, all the rubbish ready for your children to see, but you need to protect them, give them 
help to build their character to reject all this nonsense of this rubbish that is right there. On this Father's Day, let us honor and celebrate fathers who strive to be men after God's own heart. You're not perfect, brother. I'm afraid to say that to you. You're not perfect. At least not yet. But don't blame yourself for you think there is a bad outcome or things that you cannot control. Just give it to God what you can't do. You have done your best. Give your best to God. Let God do the rest. Give the best, God do the rest. So let us acknowledge the impact they have on their children, families and communities. And for those who have not yet embraced this calling, you know, let this be an encouragement and a challenge to seek God's guidance and transform their fatherhood journey into one that it is aligned, it is aligned with God's heart. May God bless all fathers and empower them to be fathers after his own heart. And then God may give you the grace to become a grandfather one one day, who knows. Huh? May every father that you know, maybe your husband is not a perfect father, maybe your daddy was a perfect father or maybe he hurt you somehow you whatever it is I want to just tell you something as well that I came to my mind um, we have we have people from all over the world and sometimes our culture can clash straight away with how our children are growing up I know it's difficult to keep culture and sometimes with our Christian values many times we, leave, we need to leave the culture behind in order to value our children because remember your, your children are growing in a different culture than yours and especially things in your culture that it's some kind of a heavy burden for you don't put them on your children they don't deserve that But apart from culture, what we all need to learn is Christ culture, Jesus culture. It is the kingdom's culture. There is no difference between men and women. One is no more valuable than the other. One there is no, has no more importance than others. Like some places, a boy has a bit more, has more uh, attention from the father than the girl's. Don't, don't, please, don't go after that. You may lose your children. You may lose your sweet girl. Please, balance that with the Word of God. Balance that with prayer. Balance that with love and, 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 and understanding. Knowing that your love for them will never change. And you can never allow cultural things to interfere in your relationship with your children or with your spouse or with whoever you deal, deal with. That's not only for children but for everybody in general. May God give us grace 
May every fine, you know, father find joy, strength, and fulfillment in their role as as they reflect the love and character of our heavenly Father and pass on to their children. In Jesus' name, that's my prayer. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.